Good afternoon, my Patreon family, and this is the bonus audio video for this week's episode of Sisters. Um, I, if you guys listen to the reviews, which I know you do, um, I talked about how I get a lot of questions. I get a lot of questions regarding Sisters, regarding certain storylines and, you know, the specific characters. And um, so I want to start making the videos around the questions that I get. I am going to make this video available on YouTube for everyone to listen to publicly, but I probably won't put it on YouTube until Tuesday and Wednesday. But since y'all are Patreon family, you know, y'all going to get it first. And so, um, I hope you guys are enjoying your Sunday and, um, I'm definitely enjoying mine on this very cloudy day in Florida. Um, so this was a really great question that I received. And the question is, do you believe the absence of positive black men on sisters affect the way viewers look at Aaron? I thought this was a great question. Um, I've been sitting with this question for a while. I think the person sent me this like a month ago and I've just been pondering about what do I really, do I think that's an issue? You know, what do I really feel about this, um, this question? And so I thank you for sending me this, you know, who you are. Um, sadly, uh, the way that Tyler writes, it automatically makes majority of the women viewers skeptical of every man who comes on the show. It could be a person who we may only see one time and we're automatically thinking that there is something wrong with this man. Either there, there has to be something wrong with them. There has to be a secret that he's holding. There has to be another side to his coin. He has to be troubled mentally, emotionally, et cetera. He was abused as a child. He was molested as a child. His mama threw him away. It just be damn it. It's just like, Everything just sounds so horrible. <laughs> Everything sounds so horrible, but that's kind of like the mindset, the initial mindset that people have when we are introduced to a man or when a man comes on the scene. We really don't know if he's going to be a positive um, presence or if he's going to be a negative presence, if, he, if he's going to be a troubled presence. We just have no idea. But it's like before we can really know the character, there's already a stamp of damaged goods on him. And, you know, to me, I think it goes um, it goes far deeper than the character of Aaron, because sadly, most of the men that Tyler creates, they are not positive at all or they start off great. And then after a while, it's like, well, until a woman does something so traumatizing to him that it turns these men into someone else, which also, you know, demonstrates how Tyler writes women as these toxic beings and are solely responsible for these men turning into assholes where some of the men take no responsibility for how their life has turned out. It has everything to do with what a woman didn't do. I truly hate that narrative, you know, but that's what we have. And so when I, you know, and I always say, look at the major backlash that the character of Karen receives for Zach not being further in his life. You may see comments along the lines of she never told him he can be great or she never made him feel worthy or she never, you know, um, spoke to him in a way that he could, you know, feel better about himself. And I honestly, I think it is unfair to make someone else responsible for the way another person views themselves. I'm all for supporting my man and all that, but it is not my place, nor is it my responsibility to carry the burden of his inability to see greater within himself. And I think as women, we live by that thing where, you know, you got a man, you got to make sure that he is, he is on it. You got sometimes we begin to treat these men as our children and they're not our children. They are our men. And I think that when we begin to lower the standard of what we receive, 
then we allow certain things to happen. Same way with Karen, since I'm still on that, is like, you know, I don't give Karen no, I don't give her no justification because the same way that, you know, Zach was doing all of these things to her, she allowed these things to happen. And then it's like, sis, then you have to do some reassessing to find out what is going on with me that I allowed this man to consistently treat me this way, that I allowed this man to consistently live here and not do anything and just, you know, supply me with sex. And I felt that that's all I was worth. I felt that that was good enough. So, like I said, I think this thing goes a lot deeper than just the character of Aaron. So, now, I don't watch all of Tyler Perry's work. Um, but for me, these are the characters, the men who I believe he wrote in a very realistic way. That's CJ from House of Pain, Chris from A Family That Prays, Sandino from I Could Do Bad About Myself, the movie, and Aaron from Sisters. All have issues, all have baggage, all have exhibited at some point um, jealousy or an insecurity, which is not a bad thing. Like I said, I don't watch all of Tyler's work, but these men are some of my personal favorites. There could be more. I just don't remember, but for sure those. And so it baffles me when people come on my page or DM or whatever they do. And they, uh, they state that they think that I think Aaron is perfect. Um, that, and that Tyler has written Aaron as if he's perfect, which makes him appear unbelievable. Um, which always leads me to this question. Are we watching the same show? Um, I have never once stated that I believe Aaron was perfect. Aaron is far from perfect. His life is far from perfect. He's a recovering alcoholic and a recovering drug addict. He raised children for years that weren't his. It was evident by the divorce settlement that he loved those children and wanted the best for them, even though they had their you know personal issues with him that Tyler hasn't revealed as of yet. His ex-wife killed herself, but before she did all of that, she blamed him and told her family that he was having an affair. However, we all know that it was her who was having the affair. After she died, he gave custody to Fawn's mother. On top of that, he's falling in love with a woman who's struggling with her damn emotions. <laughs> in what world is that a life of perfection? It comes off pretty troubled to me, and he has relapsed twice. This is not to say that Aaron is a bad person, but it's, it's to definitely demonstrate how Tyler has not written this man to be perfect at all. Sometimes I believe that Aaron is a depiction of a man who people may say that they want, but they don't believe that he exists. And so for me, I don't think it's wrong for people to think that something is up with Aaron because that's usually Tyler's MO. However, in the case of Aaron, I believe Tyler has written a character um, like I said, that women will love to have, but they may not, they may want everything except the celibate part. Now I ain't gonna, cause <laughs> uh, I've been there, done that. <laughs> and you know, even with my own celibacy, a celibacy, I could not be with a man who is celibate at the moment. Ain't nothing wrong with your dog. If you happen to be listening to this and you're celibate, you just not for me. Um, now there are great black men who are seeking a woman, not who they can complete because we should already be complete within ourselves but who they can share a life with and add to that life. And I believe that's how Tyler has depicted Aaron. I think that he has shown like, even though he has his issues and even though he has his baggage and even though he do got some stuff going on, he really do. They all need to get they, 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 their emotional state together that he is still someone who is coming to 
be a benefit to Karen's life and not someone who comes to take from her, not someone who comes to just, you know, um, expose or, or release all of his internal issues to her or to blame her for what he does. And that's one of the reasons why I really do love um, his character, because if he does something, he always tell her, let me worry about that. Let me deal with that. Let me be the one. Cause it's not your fault. Anything that we do, anything that happens, I wanted it and I would deal with whatever consequences that comes with my decision of doing whatever I do with you. And so to me, that's big because it's nothing like even with a woman, men or women, there's nothing like being around somebody and they do not take responsibility for the things that they do. And they always blame someone else for their actions. And I think that's why a lot of people, um, Why a lot of people come at me when it comes to the character of Zach. And so honestly, I do not even believe that Zach is a bad person. I believe that Zach is an immature ass person who blames other people for his stuff. And so, you know, you even have people who may say like, he don't do that anymore. Or he doesn't, you know, Fatima has came in and saved the day. And I said, why you got to do is go back a couple episodes when he got on the phone and called Fatima. And he was trying to, I guess he called himself trying to explain to her what happened between him and Karen, he lied in that moment. He was like, he went over there to talk to her about something. She leaned, he went to hug her. She leaned in and kissed him. And that's how it happened. And I'm like, um, Zach, (laughs) baby, you lying. You're lying. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I just, I, I say that character is immature because if he's trying to be in a certain place with Fatima, starting out on a lie is not the way that you do that because he basically, you know, released, you know, um, himself for all, any type of responsibility. It was like, oh, she started, Karen started kissing me. Karen leaned into me. And we all know who, all of us who watch that episode when they got it in, in that little closet, we know that wasn't the truth. We know that Zach was the leading force in that situation. All he had to do was just be honest. That's why I call his ass immature. Not a bad person. He just, he just, uh, uh, uh it has a man body with a child mindset. That's how I view him. And so, and also too, with Aaron, I think that, um, some people just want Aaron to be evil so he can make them feel better for, for not liking him. <laughs> so, you know, and so I, and I always ask people, I may say, well, what's the reason why you don't like Aaron? Tell me that 90% of the responses I get are, I don't like the way he or that fine and slammed his hand on the desk while he was in Andy's office. I kid you not. The majority of what people tell me, that's majority of what I hear. So I immediately begin to think that. You know, we put these unbelievable expectations on men. Women, I don't know why some of us feel like men are supposed to have an enormous amount of restraint. Fawn had an affair with his best friend, and he's supposed to act calm, cool, and collected. He's supposed to keep a peaceful state of mind. We all respond differently when we're hurt. That's that's facts. Being cheated on by your spouse of 15 years is a hurt that I never want to experience, and I don't want anybody around me to experience that hell I don't want anybody to experience that that is hurtful as hell I can't even imagine and it's funny because I think people have more compassion for Jacoby losing his job (laughs) than Aaron being cheated on after 15 years of marriage or Fawn committing suicide and many fans blamed him many fans blamed him for Fawn offing herself you know and I think it's funny because I, I consider Preston a positive presence on the show but his character is white and black women easily accepted him yet continue to question Aaron. Now, you know, that's a video within itself. 
Paris is another one. I don't know if he'll be making his way back to sisters. I would like to see him again, but I'm sure if he stayed around long enough, people would have had their eyes looking at him sideways, expecting for the, the shoe to fall, expecting for his real nature to come out. So, you know, even to answer this question, I don't know if it's necessarily the lack of positive men on sisters that affects the perception of Aaron or the, or if it's the overall way that Tyler writes and depicts black men as a whole, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know because even what we know of Gary, there's still a group of fans who want Andy and Gary to make it. There's, there's still a group of people who believe that they can, you know, turn this thing around. Even after watching episode after episode, I'm thinking, how can you root for this? This is straight up abuse. This is straight up and down um, narcissistic behavior where, you know, he's at fault, but he blames Andy for you know him not being able to perform so there are certain aspects to these men I think that for me I do believe that Tyler as as a black man who writes and who you know um creates opportunities for other black talent I believe that he does have a responsibility for depicting black men in a positive way in a in a um influential way not always where women and I think and, and, and it's honestly you know people always say well that's just a tv show or, girl, this ain't real. This is for entertainment. Yet, when you consume so much of something that is toxic and you don't have someone in your life that is a, a complete, um, that is completely opposite from what you are allowing yourself to digest, whether it's through your eyes, your ears, whatever, you definitely will begin to think that men are like this. And don't get me wrong. There are some men out there like that. There are some Gary's out there. There are some Calvin's. There are some Zacks, there are some Prestons, there are some Aaron's. And so we will begin to expect the negative to expect, you know, um, just all the bad things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to say bad, but all the negative things, we will begin to expect that from people. I think the more we see positive images, the more that we see, you know, um, black women and black men getting along. That's why I always say Tyler don't want anybody happy. <laughs> like I said in my review, we just got happy Karen back. Now something about to happen and we, she might be gone for a little minute. We don't know. <laughs> but it's like, you know, I would love to see the depictions of black men and women in relationships that are healthy, that are beneficial, but also come with their share of issues. That's life in general. Tyler writes like this. <laughs> Somebody can have an argument and they say, you know what? I don't ever want to see you again. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't reach out to me. Don't do nothing. Just act like I don't exist to you. And that person walk out of the house and, he, and get hit by a damn semi truck. Like that's where his mind goes. It's like, okay, Tyler, why? Why is it so hard? So anybody who, who writes like that, it makes me believe that there is something going on with you personally. Okay, and because you do have the resources, you know what I'm saying, to write and produce your own shows and film, you can put all of your stuff in your art. It may be stuff that pisses us off, but it still it still is his art and it still is a um extension of who he is. So when I see people who write some crazy stuff, I'm like, what was going on in your mind? What happened? Cuz stuff like that don't even pop in my head. I'm all about love. Everything I write is about love because I love love. I love black love. I love all kinds of love, but I love to, I love to depict love. Love in itself, you know what I'm saying? It ain't always the greatest thing. Love hurts sometimes. You know, there is loss in love. 
You know what I'm saying? Love shouldn't hurt, you know, romantic love like that. But when you love someone and you lose them, not just by death, but it could just be the end of a relationship. That That's hurtful. You know, you have to grieve that person that grieve that loss, especially if you have invested so much time and effort into a person and you don't get anything in return. So a lot of the, and I think this could be even a longer video, but you know, this thing is deeper than just, um, than just Aaron or the lack of positive, you know, black men on this show. It's just sometimes he just, I, I don't know how Tyler really depicts black men or how he views black men or how he views black women. I think that the shows that I have watched of his black women, you know, bear the responsibility of why the men are the way that they are, especially if they're dealing with a man who is not, who has, who refuses to come into his own. I could say that if, if it was like a 20 something year old, but when you're a 36 year old person and you're choosing to behave a certain way, or you're choosing not to strive for better, or you're choosing to still, you know, um, pass the responsibility bucket on to someone else. It's hard for me to respect that. You know, it, it really is. It's hard for me to, to respect that, but um, there should not be an absence of positive black men on this show. I mean, hell, the show is called Sisters. We can't compliment them with some good brothers, you know? So that's my perspective. This was a really great question, you know, a really great question. And um, so I'm going to start doing, like I said, I'm going to start doing these bonus videos by answering questions that um, people send me. Some questions are ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> one of the questions I am going to answer, and I, and I think I'm going to put this video out Wednesday on YouTube. And, um, I was asked, what do I believe Fatima fears the most about Zach? And what do I believe Karen fears the most about Aaron? And I think those are, I think that's a really good question. So I will be answering that and I will be posting that video soon, but, um, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I hope that, um, you know, you working towards your dreams and your visions and everything that you want to happen in your life, it is not going to happen by you sitting down, hoping and wishing they come true. Get out there and do it. That dream man ain't going to come to your house knocking on your door. Get dressed. Go do something. Go go to the store. Go get your nails done. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> have fun. Life is short. Life is really short. Go out there. Have fun. You want to start a YouTube page? Just start it. Just start it. Don't wait. Start it. I started doing YouTube. I'm going to say almost by accident. I just... You know, I was watching some reviewers. I was like, oh, I could do that. And I pulled out my phone and just started during recording. <laughs> That's how it happened. So, um, yeah, don't uh, don't cheat yourself out of something great. So until next time, I will holler at y'all later. I hope you have a blessed and um, prosperous day. Until next time. One.